Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum. And as a bit of a change, my good friend, West End chum, joining us for his second appearance on the Orient Outlook podcast, Loughton legend, Mr. Adam Conway. Hello, Steve. Thanks for having me back again. And uh, yeah, good to be here at the home of uh, the actual home of OAP yeah. rather than uh, just an away match for me rather than <laughs> being at my house like it was last time. So, uh, no, good to be here. Welcome to Orient Outlook Podcast Towers. So, Adam, you were on, I think, episode 146 or 147, mm-hmm. a bit of a way ago. So, that was when we had played three, drawn three, and we were only on three points at a time. There's a lot mm-hmm. of criticism uh, from the central midfield. Uh, but since then, we've beaten Maidstone away. We beat Borenwood at home, we drew away to Gateshead and we beat Dover at home. So three wins from four and obviously we'll come on to Saturday's game uh, at Chesterfield very shortly. But how impressed have you been with the start of the season so far? Yeah, I mean, um, as you say, I mean, even that was uh, a bit of a questionable record when when we did this last time. Um, we were refrained really despite all of mm. the negativity surrounding it I mean and I'm some somewhat as people that know me quite negative when it needs to be <laughs> rather than uh, the other way around but um, I think we could both see that there was some good things happening on and off the pitch and uh, obviously we've been proved right because yeah. for the positivity because yeah there was a lot of moaning about the midfield and what have you goalkeepers squad but um, I think the results have spoken for themselves and uh, this is uh, it's nothing but good things at the moment exciting time so any players Standing out for you so far this season, anyone you want to give a mention to? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think Karoma up top has yeah. been, a, been a good find. I think uh, under previous management, his uh, long-term role in yeah. the squad was definitely definitely in jeopardy. But I think he sorted out, uh, he sorted himself, the, the, the team management team did a good, good job with him. Um, he's a real weapon. Um, back to the Dover game, he was you know, pretty frightening when he got running mm. that year. And uh, no, uh, him... Uh, Coulson's obviously been solid um, yeah uh, but I think Bon uh, I think said in the last time I was I was here um, hasn't maybe got the goals he, uh, he he would be expecting but I think his all round play looks yeah. a lot better does a lot for the team doesn't and uh, Marvin at the back as well so I think it's been some good positives yeah. so this season heart and sleeve promotion do you think it can happen? I think so I, I, I think I've seen just come before I came here tonight I've seen a lot of um, sort of typical Orient uh, tweets sometimes from some of our supporters that oh we've got three of the top six coming up and you now be careful and you know but the fact is I think we need to look at ourselves and I think if we do do our jobs yeah um, I think we're a big big fish in this league and we need to go into every game believing we can win it rather than thinking there's other big teams I think people need to be fearing us a bit so I'm I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out line I think we're going to I mean it's a tough league you got to win it to, be, to, to guarantee going up but um, yeah I'm, I'm confident I think we'll do a job Brilliant. So Adam's confident. Let us know if you're confident at Orient Outlook on Twitter or orientoutlook.com, uh, outlook.com via email. So most of you by now will have figured out that the bearded legend, Mr. Paul Eve, isn't here tonight. Uh, and also that we like to have big podcasts when we reach a high-rounded number. So obviously episode 50 was recorded at the Supporters Club with quite a few people. Episode 100 we obviously put on ice because during those times uh, it was very dark. Dark for the club, yeah. And tonight we reach episode 150, but it's You're not stuck a party. with me. <laughs> Bless That's her, what a celebration. <laughs> but obviously it's not a party without Paul. Um, so we'll get a date confirmed for a bumper celebration episode later this month. We'll get a few guests down to Orient Outlook Podcast Towers and we'll have a bigger episode sooner rather than later to celebrate the big 150. And if there's anyone you want to hear from, let us know and we'll see if we can get uh, your requested guests on episode 150 and we get quite a few nice messages 
today coming over via Twitter at the Authentic Gaz. Uh, so thank you for this, Gary. He says, what a great achievement. 150 episodes. He goes on to say, well done, lads. Here's the next 100 and the adventures to come. So hopefully there'll be many more uh, to, to, to go on through. And yeah. dear Stu. Uh, well, from my point of view, Steve, fantastic achievement. Oh, thank you, boys. Um, I remember when you set it up and uh, obviously all your episodes haven't been quite as easy as the last, last no. few have been, uh, <laughs> especially during those dark days. But I think you... I think I've said to you on a few times, you boys have now become, especially during that period, a mm. real outlet for people to see, um, you know, an outlet of, of news coming from the club and stuff. And uh, and I've seen firsthand, I have to say, being uh, involved in this for a few times, there is a hell of a lot of work you boys put into this. So uh, well done to you. Well done to Paul. Fantastic to another 150. Mate, yeah. Being a Premier League, 300. <laughs> Champions League, yeah. So anyway, at this Stu, massive congrats, boys. I'm getting to 150. Never been a dull episode. Still remember the one after the club had been bought and the joy it brought to all of us. Yeah, that was probably my favourite podcast. That was episode 107 with the uh, essential massive oi oi as the celebration. Yeah. Someone's Amazing. Coming in. Amazing. And then obviously speaking to Martin Lingen that episode after he'd just been appointed was fantastic. And MJ Seeger says, what a journey those 150 episodes have recorded. Congratulations and many thanks for a remarkable and ongoing triumph of a service. Well, thank you, Martin. And thank you, Stu, and thank you, Gaz, and everyone who listens to the podcast. Me and Paul really appreciate it. And also a massive thank you to the Home and Away boys for their superb graphic and tweet to us. Yeah, I actually just this evening. Just literally before I came out, the last thing I, I watched a little uh, one of their videos. Um, I think it was the Gateshead game, and uh, that's just a good channel, that. Yeah, very and, good. Uh, entertaining, funny, and definitely go and follow those boys on YouTube, Home and Away. Yeah, good, good little plug there for them. So, support club updates. So just one new trip to tell you about this week as the O's travel to Halifax on Saturday the 8th of September. This will cost adults £32 and £29 for concessions as kids under 15 or under can travel half price. It's an early start for this one. Coaches leave at 8am and if you can't get to Supporters Club on Tuesday, you can book this one on the travel line on 07722135970 out of that coach or a Saturday morning taking our children to the ballet. Hmm. Pretty sure, well, I know where I'd rather be uh, yeah. at that one, but we'll see. But do remember that you do need uh, your match day ticket for that. That price does not include your match day ticket, so make sure you have one in advance or have the money to pay on the turnstile. So, Orient Trust update. Yeah, crack on. Um, this week at the Orient Trust, host, uh, Howard hosted the Teenage Cancer Trust in the hub at the Dover game on Bank Holiday Monday, some of whom took penalties at half-time. Yep. Jeff and Jordan led the annual DCD and Cerebral Palsy Football Festi- Festi- Festivals on Wednesday with Kent Teague presenting the medals at the Cerebral Palsy Session. And it was the end of an era on Thursday as it was the last coping free football session at SCORE and we've got loads of great memories playing here since the project started 10 years ago and I look forward to welcoming players to the new location at Douglas Air from next week. And the Trust received a cheque from East, the Essex and South End Sports Trust for part of their £10,000 donation to the Trust which will go towards the community ticket scheme and maintenance of the hub. So it's always great work by everyone at the Trust and these updates are just a small snippet of what happens on a weekly basis. So well done to everyone who works at the Trust. Moving on in, on Tuesday the 18th of September, our chairman's book, The Challenge Culture, will be published. So Nigel Travis in this book writes about his career, large and successful organisations and talks about how the best way for organisations to succeed in today's environment is to embrace the challenge and encourage pushback. He also covers the worlds of video, quick service restaurants, and obviously the purchase of our beloved Leighton Orient, peppered with many humorous events that have occurred throughout his career. So you can pre-order the book today via Amazon, obviously amazon.co 
uk or go to your favorite local bookshop and order one there so that's the challenge culture by Nigel travis which is out tuesday 18th september we're going to read it i'm sure there'll be lots of interest in it so make sure you pick one up too so moving on now to aob how do you want to do yeah. the first one thanks to p at leeton eos who sent us the following message in the week this is a nice one this hi guys listen to the podcast as i type any chance you can give a shout out to my wife lisa it's our 30th wedding anniversary on the 3rd of September. We drew Neil Neil away to Stockport in Division 4. Wow. Thank her for putting up with the other love in my life for three decades. She's normally around when I listen to the podcast. Up the O's, Pete from the North Stand. Well done, Pete. Yes, yeah, a happy anniversary from us, Pete. Yeah. 30 years, so well done um, to Lisa for putting up with my wife. emotional reading, that one. For 30 years. It remembers the game as well when they got yeah. out. Fantastic. Also, Stephen Peter Smith sent us an email. I would like to wish his dad, Roy Smith, a happy 78th birthday for the 5th of September. Roy's been a Knights porter for around 73 of those 78 years and is a season ticket holder, or has been a season ticket holder for most of them. So from us at the Orient Outlet Podcast, happy birthday, Roy. Happy birthday. And hopefully this season you'll be seeing a promotion-winning season in your 74th year as an Orient fan. So moving on to the week that was, so we'll start with Tahuwe Tuesday on the 28th of August. So quiet day or an outlet podcast tower was following Kent Teague's appearance in episode 149 on the Monday. We're sure you already have, but if you haven't listened to this, it's well worth a listen as Kent answered your questions and gave his thoughts on all things Orient. And as always, a massive thank you to Kent for taking the time to come onto the podcast. He came to Orient Outlook Podcast Towers. He said hello to the wife. It was very sat in charming. Seat, did he? Yeah, he sat in the seat. Very charming man and also, you know, very honest, very approachable, and it's a pleasure to have someone so closely connected to the club. Yeah, I was just saying to you, Steve, that um, on my way out of the Dover game, yeah. I looked up to the balcony and seeing him uh, over the moon with supporters, I thought it was uh, you know, big. It was great to see, to be fair. Yeah, what a man. What a man. We're very lucky um, to have him uh, at our club. So Wednesday 29th of August, another quiet day, with the only news to talk about being the under-16s who were in action against Rushcroft Academy under-18s and won the game 4-2. So well done, to the under-16s. Well done to those young O's who played that one. And the Thursday, the 30th of August, another quiet day, but late in the evening, we revealed, uh, you revealed, that a new <laughs> signing is to be announced. Details were scarce. We knew someone was coming in. There's a few rumours it might be uh, Ronaldo or uh, a few players, like, oh, Coxie, or potentially. Uh, yeah, but, Coxie was mentioned a few times. Yeah. Cody McDonald from Wimbledon was also one. He yeah. was a relatively new free agent. Um, obviously, we'll come on to that very shortly, leading to Mooney Friday, which was the 31st of August, and a very busy Friday indeed. As first thing in the morning, it was announced that Dal Gorman has been selected to represent Northern Ireland at under-21 level for the games against Luxembourg on Thursday and Spain on the following Tuesday. So a massive well done to Dal. For me, that can only be a good thing. I mean, he could end up playing against the next Iniesta yeah, or like Sergio Ramos or someone. Definitely. He's looked uh, on the Dover game again when he came on. thought he looked quite useful, a lot of energy. Uh, he can. I think we'll, we'll definitely uh, play a big part in our season this year. Yeah, I hope so. Looking forward to seeing him play. Obviously, I've not been uh, and seen him yet, but the feedback. Yeah, no, he looks very good. good. He looks good. Looks young, fit. Um, you know, we're all talking about that player. We don't talk about it anymore, Ebu, but um, <laughs> he's in that kind of mould. A lot of energy, and I think getting him a run of games. I think we'll see the uh, see the benefits. Yeah, well, at the moment, I think he's gonna have a bit of a tough time trying to get into the first team. Had definitely, play Lee, who definitely. You can't change a winning team, but it's good to have that yeah. in reserve at the moment. Anyway, that's great. Also on Friday, the third pink kit launched in the club shop. So if you like it, you can now buy it in the club shop or you can buy it online. It's a nice shade of pink. I think Kent was around wearing his long before it's been released. Nice. I saw lots of pictures on Saturday from people at the game wearing theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Very nice. So it's exclusively revealed on Thursday at 5pm. 
the club announced a new signing as 19-year-old Levi Lumeka joined us for the rest of the season on loan from Crystal Palace. So he comes with an excellent track record, having been at Chelsea before joining up with Palace. And in the last season, he was their top scorer in the under-23 uh, division and also made his Premier League debut last season as well against Burnley. So for me, looks like a very good prospect. Yeah. Seems like he's got good experience for his age. Obviously, he's played in the Premier League. He's played pretty much a full season at under-23 level um, last season. So very happy to have him here. And obviously, he plays on the left wing predominantly. Yeah. So obviously, seems like a obvious replacement for Brophy. Yeah, it's a shame. Out. So the last time we, uh, we sat down together, we were singing the praises we of Brophy. Yeah. And uh, waxing lyrical about him and look what's happened. But uh, no, this this uh, this player looks a good prospect and a, a decent replacement. So again, could have a could have a big role when we get to see him play. Yes, yeah, so we've got a few tweets in about the signing. At Palace Youth got in contact with us and sent us a little uh, short summary about him and said the 19-year-old is not the type to show off silky skills, but enjoys running at players with pace down the left. Generally, he prefers to get past his man and run into the penalty area rather than crossing or cutting back and floating the ball into the area. He's very direct. He knows where the goal is and scored 15 goals in 27 games for Palace's under-23 side last season. Decent. That's a decent scoring record for a winger. Very good. Well, very good. His Premier League debut came under Frank De Boer as a second-half sub away at Burnley. And whilst he looked nervous, he settled all into the game and was presented with a good opportunity to score, but unfortunately wasn't able to take it. But he's excellent at getting into positions. His awareness on the pitch is a strength alongside his obvious prowess in front of goal. And they went on to finish by saying, playing in the National League, he should be a fine addition to the O squad and hopefully will carry on his goal-scoring form into senior football. There is no doubt he will work hard and he should grow in confidence the more he's involved. Off the ball he can improve, but it is going forward where he's the most effective. So thank you very much to uh, at Palace Youth there on Twitter. We don't know them, but they got very kind of got contact and some good background there. And like I said, really, really happy with that one. Lots of you were also very happy as Matty LFC Evans tweeted us and said quality signing and a real show of ambition to get him on loan shows we can attract quality youngsters from the big leagues to come and ply their trade here and at Gorilla1985 said sounds like a winger that could maybe play up top like Karoma does though a winger with 15 goals last season shows he knows where the goal is and hopefully see a few shots from him yeah at Smoko said well happy with this addition to the squad he's hoping that Levi Lemecha can add that pace adventure and mystery to our attack that we've often lacked when the matches get stretched late on, good business in my opinion. At James Deedy, 11, is there now potential to switch formation to a 4-3-3 with Lameca and Karoma as wingers, with Bond up top, with Joby moving century, with Clay and Lee? Yeah, so it gives obviously Central. Justin more options. I think 4-3-3 is one that I hadn't thought about until I saw that tweet, but obviously it could yeah. work. I think the since again, since last time we were concerned about the midfield, that seemed, those concerns have been allayed a little bit and... I think at the moment Joby's doing all right where he is, and yeah. uh, but I, I, I probably see him more as a sub to start with. But um, you know, Joby so is asking a lot, especially the way he's playing at the moment, to carry on at the you know ninety minutes every game. I see. I think he's going to potentially make a big impact off the bench. Yeah, well, like we said, you know, it's difficult, or you very rarely will change a winning team. So right. he'll start on the bench, and we'll see kind of the impact he makes, and hopefully Joby and Dayton stay fit and give Justin a few selection headaches. Definitely, hopefully with his form. So to end the day. There's a bit of controversy. His former O's analyst, Nick Gearing, who left the club in the summer, puts up an article saying he didn't leave the club by choice. So the key part 
of his article reads, Sadly, at the end of the 2017-18 season, I was told my contract with Leighton Orient will be terminated in the coming months. This came as a huge shock to me after being promised my position for the next season, which I had a contract for, by a senior member of staff very high up in the club when I originally expressed my concerns only weeks before, after I felt Justin's attitude towards me had changed, much like it had at Gillingham FC a few years previous. So the article, as soon as it was up, was pretty much removed um, straight after from social media. So we move on and wish Nick all the best of luck uh, in his future career. Yeah, not so, much more to say on that one. Not much more you can say, yeah. really. The article's gone. and yeah. Storming the teacup, maybe. Yeah, I think now so. Gone. I think so. So Saturday, 1st of September, the youth team were in action before the main event. So the under-18s played Cambridge United and unfortunately came out losers of that game 4-2. But well done to the under-16s, who were also in action against Cambridge United and won the game. Three ones. Moving on in to the main event as we travelled to Chesterfield away. So we'll have a Twitter poll on the podcast. And before the game, we ran a Twitter poll asking what you thought the outcome of the game would be. And after 247 votes in 24 hours, 51% of you thought that the O's would get a win. 38% thought there'd be a draw, which was slightly more than what there usually is on a draw. And only 11% of you thought that Orient would lose the game. So thanks for all your votes. Interesting. Uh, Who actually thought we were going to lose that game? I don't know. I thought it would be. I think I might have voted draw for that one, but I can't quite remember. But yeah. my my instinct on that was a draw. So at two o'clock, the team for Chesterfield got announced, and Brill obviously in goal. Back four of Judd, Corson, Ekpatetin, Wadowson, midfielder Dayton, Lee, Clay, McEnough, and up top Bond and Karoma. So subs bench for this one: Sergeant, Happy, Gorman, Lumeka, and Matt Harold. It was good to see Harold, um, again, going back to the previous game that you've spoken about, but um, he, he's, there's been a lot of uh, criticism of, uh, of Matt, yes. but uh, especially of his injury record mainly. But I think, again, he comes off the bench. He, I remember the first game he played for us last, last year, and it was a very similar. I was actually standing next to uh, Judd when he crossed that ball. If we can just keep him fit, and he can put a lot of these doubters, again, sounded very happy. We had to say that word, happy-clappy, <laughs> but again, I, I see him as a real weapon, Harold, yeah. if, when fit and keeping him fit. Especially like maybe coming on when when defenders are tired, he's big, he's strong, um, and by all accounts he changed uh, he changed the shape of the game when he came on on Saturday. So now it's good to see him back in the uh, back in the fold. He obviously something different as well, doesn't he? To, to Karoma for effect, who's very yeah. fast and tricky. Josh options. Yeah, uh, Harold was a bit more direct, play a few more crosses into him, so gives us some great options there. So it's the same starting eleven from the last three games. One change on the bench. As Levi Lemecca replaced Alex Lawless, who dropped out of the squad, while Sam Ling, James Brophy, and George Elikobi all missed out for injury. And obviously, James Allaby serving the second match, I think, of his three match suspension. So, for me, no surprises exactly as I thought, like we've already said, you don't really tend to change a winning team. No. I did see Lemecca uh, on the bench, but I didn't think he'd be starting. So, I was happy with that. Got a good tweet before the game from Orient Sphincter, who said, This bench is really solid. Love the mixture in the 16 of young and old, pace, good footballers and height in the right areas. And it goes to show now that Justin has such a squad you know, that he can use. And obviously, Lawless, like we said, can't even get in the squad. Ling's out, Brophy's out, Adekomi's out from injury. If he had a fully fit squad, you know, it'd be very interesting to see what could happen. And obviously, we've not even spoken about David Mooney, who I think might crop up a bit yep. later, who can't even get in that squad. So but Again, it's uh, a lot of people were bemoaning the lack, of, including myself, by the way, <laughs> uh, lack of transfer activity in the in the summer, but you know, in Justin we trust. I think, and I think on a, um, in a, looking at it in broad daylight, I think we did have some injuries last year. 
updated and all that, and they've come back this year like kind of new players to the squad. So just goes to show, and um, you know, I know it's early days, but you know, they're pretty much correct in, yeah. in what they've done. Um, looking at the start of the season, so no, always uh, no surprises with that that team whatsoever. Yep. So kickoff was delayed by 15 minutes due to technical issues, which meant the turn stalled at 40. But at 3:15, Chesterfield kicked the game off and put us under some early pressure from the start as they registered their first effort just two minutes in as Dean Brill saved from a rowdy header. Yep, Brill then had to be sharp again a minute later to deny Ogwu from close range and with five minutes on the clock, Widdowson made a superb last-ditch tackle to deny Zavon Hines, who was through on goal. And Widdowson continuing his uh, superb form this season. Yeah, really strong player. Now, one of the first names on the team sheet, I would say. And in the 10th minute, Dean Brill was called into action again as a cross from the right from Chesterfield found Zavon Hines, who had a free header quite close, made good contact with it, but Dean Brill made a superb outstretched save to palm the ball away, I think that was a really good save. Yeah, Chesterfield obviously wanted to get the early goal. Martin Allen often obviously G'd him up to look, get an early goal here, put him under the cosh. And Brill, you know, as well. And I think the last episode you was on, a lot of criticism for Brill yeah. following the Ebbsfleet and the Barrow games. But the last couple of weeks, Brill's been spot on. He's right to stick to with, right to stick with him. That experience in this division, I think, is definitely, uh, he'll, he'll save us more than the, uh, yeah. than the other way around. Absolutely. It's well done to Dean Brill there. And it took those 14 minutes to register an effort on goal as Joby McEnough got a free kick uh, into the Chesterfield box Coulson made to pop contact with a header uh, and Burton in the Chesterfield goal saved really well um, to tip it over the bar so two really good saves yeah. there and when, something that I've noticed or we've noticed in the last six months that we look dangerous now from set pieces we've got two central defenders who know how to score goals we've got good delivery uh, good midfield as well putting balls in the box so good I to think see it's us. been years since we've really I mean the amount of times it's like you see corners that over the past couple of years that just don't even look like and then the, you know the other team gets one corner yeah. in the game and scores we actually do look really dangerous this year from corners and we've got a big, I think we've got a bigger stronger meaner team as well so I yeah. think that's helping absolutely absolutely uh, ex-Orient Loney Jerome Benham-Williams if you remember him we had him on loan from Palace JBW quite a few years ago I quite liked him actually yeah. he's causing us problems and Miles Judd problems in the 25th minute and 31st minutes which thankfully came to nothing. And like I said, I thought I thought it was decent when we had him. I think he ended up at Peterborough yeah. and now finds himself uh, at Chesterfield. But a good, a good National League player there. And other than that, not much else to talk about in the first half. As three minutes of additional time were played out and we go in at half-time level at 0-0. So the tense was announced at 4,735 with 541 away fans. An amazing effort. Brilliant again, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant. Don't know people yeah. can do it. Phenomenal. Yeah. And four, I saw on the uh, Twitter beforehand, four thousand or virtually four thousand scenes and tickets hold, uh, sold now, which is yeah. again, uh, everyone thought it would be a bit of a one-hit wonder. People Absolutely. seeing the grounds, they didn't, you know, or seeing the teams they hadn't seen in a while. But um, look, second second season in, testament to what we're doing at the moment. Fantastic support again. Yeah, yeah, good point. So no subs for the O's at half time as we kicked off the second half. Had our first chance in the forty-ninth minute. Is Marmalette Potetta was free at the back post with James Dayton free kick, but kind of miscontrolled. At his first touch and the ball went harmlessly to Burton in the Chesterfield goal. Ten minutes later, in the 59th minute, Ben and Williams has a long-range free kick which beats Brill but hits the post, thankfully. So I think, you know, if you're going to win league and get promotions, you have to have luck on your side sometimes. Definitely. And although Ben and Williams hit it well, I think Brill maybe had it covered, had it been going on target, but you could see it hit the post. It's that, good, it's that old, uh, old adage, isn't it? If you're, uh, when you're at the top, it goes your way. Yeah, if that was last maybe. season at certain times, that would have gone in. So, uh, no, good to see a bit of luck going our way again. Absolutely. And then the first on substitution took place on the hour mark as Matt Harold replaced Josh Caroma. And then just seconds later, Ben Williams was still causing us problems, 
but Coulson was on hand to clear the ball away. It was interesting, actually. Josh tweeted after the match yesterday that he didn't feel that he had his best game. Mm. was disappointed in himself, but lots of support now for Josh. And, yeah. You know, get your head down, Josh, and, and go again Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Good to see players coming out and uh, giving a bit of honesty there as well. Uh, 67 minutes, Bond fed McEnough, but his shot was blocked. And two minutes later, Bond sees a free header go just wide from a Dayton cross. So I'm not seeing this, but on a Chesterfield uh, news article that I read, it said that he was only about eight yards out and said he really should have scored. So maybe Bond getting a bit frustrated there. You would have thought he'd be hitting the target there. Yeah, but um, the thing is, you've got to be in those to miss him, haven't oh, Absolutely. You? And he will score. Reads the game. Bond, yeah. Reads the game really well. So unlucky there, McCauley. Then Bill Williams was at it again in his 71st minute, but he headed over from a corner. And then Coulson and Widdison had to be sharp to block a Chesterfield goal-bound effort in the 77th minute. But the news we'd all been waiting for came just a minute later as a Joe Widdison cross was cleared up in the air and the ball bounced out to James Dayton, who kept his eye on the ball and used his techers to smash the ball into the net from around 15 to 20 yards to give the O's the lead and send the away in crazy. So for me, a great finish there. You see James knows the ball's coming towards him, eyes on the ball, great technique. They're easy to smash you know, into rows yeah. of those ones, aren't they, or worse? And uh, no, very, very controlled finish. It's great to see him. Um, I think Dover was sort of his first, or you know, he got getting back into it a little bit and was a, got a little bit frustrated towards the end. But I think he's getting back to the player we know he can all be and that quality that's just so necessary and that it can make all the difference in these in these leagues. And it was a fantastic finish, that. Yeah, I think a controlled. Fit, I think a fit, a proper match fit, James Dayton is an asset. Too uh, good, isn't he, for the National League? Yeah. In the National League. So great to see that. So well done to James. Paul says, take a bow, James Dayton and then Bonham McEnough had efforts over the bar late in the game a four minutes of additional time were played out and Orient complete, complete back-to-back wins and their fourth winner season as the full time whistle goes giving the O's a very good and deserved I would say 1-0 win away to tough opposition uh, Chesterfield so great result there obviously we weren't lucky enough to go but Dave Victor was there and he got to catch up uh, with Justin after the game so we like to bring you kind of the post-match thoughts of Justin's, here's Justin's full post-match interview with Dave Victor following yesterday's victory at Chesterfield. Well, Justin, thanks for joining us. That felt like a statement of intent. It was a big win, wasn't it? As a huge win. Uh, it was a gutsy performance, totally different from Mondays at Dover, but um, the best win of the season so far, for sure. And one where you had to work so hard under a lot of pressure in that first half. Yeah, no, we was backs against the wall. You know, credit to Chesterfield. Um, they've been on a sticky run and they, and they come at us and um, as good as we've played this season they, they were, they're a good side don't envisage that you know the, the, the run they're on they'll stay on much longer if they continue to play like that because we was up against it for long periods but away from home good players in their team but uh, the team were resolute determined uh, and really ground out that, that one nil victory today because it was individuals winning their individual battles wasn't it yeah no I mean it was uh, it was physical but clean and fair Toe to toe, um, but you know the back four keeper were immense today. You know even Miles Judd he got through it had a difficult time first half. Um, they tried to highlight him, but you know he stuck at it and, and got through. And really pleased for him. You know it was another good performance. But I thought Marvin, Josh, Joe Widdiston, and Dean Brewer were, were immense today. Waited a long time for the uh, all important goal, but it was taken well by James Dean. Taken very well. As good a strike you see, I'm sure this weekend. Uh, that's what he's got. Getting fitter and stronger all the time. I'm starting to see what we've been looking for because you know, it was a miss for us last season when we lost him but uh, getting back to his best and um, really pleased that he got his goal 
Great celebrations at the end, over 500 travelling fans, but Macaulay Bond seemed to fall and hurt his armies. Do I need to worry there? No, I mean, he's, uh, the fall was OK, but it was what landed on him in, in Josh Colson, and that's, that's quite a big unit. Um, but he's trod on his hand, he's just icing in there. Yeah, nothing to worry about, but uh, that's what happens, you know, we're, we're obviously delighted for our fans. You know, they've travelled over 500 here today. Um, and... and roared us on, got behind us when we needed it and uh, that's how we win games together, there's a great togetherness with, with the supporters and the, and, and the players right now and, and that needs to continue going forward And there is a momentum now, so I suspect you're delighted that there's a game on Tuesday We are, we know it's a tough one, you know Solly will start the season ever so well as well um, so we need to get a rest in now and, and, and get ready for Tuesday but you know, a game that we look forward to and we want to try and continue this run. With so many games, it's about the squad, isn't it? And you've just extended that. Tell us about young Levi. Yeah, he's someone that we've, we've tracked and we're delighted to have got into the club. Really exciting young player. You know, his first time loan, but, you know, we, we feel the right fit for him. Palace believed that and, um, you know, we've, we've got him on a season-long loan and, and we're on with see an exciting player that I'm sure will lift the crowd and get him on the edge of their seats. It is important, as we say, with, with such a strong bench... We saw Matt Howard again come on. Will he be in pushing for a place in the starting level on Tuesday now? Yeah, I don't think he's too far away. Um, you know, I, I think we've got to remember he still hasn't completed nine minutes, hasn't started a game, but he, he's pushing all the time. Um, and, and so, you know, we, we, we're delighted with that because that gives us another option up front, um, which, you know, with the four we've got now, we're, we're really pleased with what we've got. There are plenty of strikers in, on the squad now. So what's the situation regarding David Mooney? David's still contract with the football club, um, but I believe um, that the, the club are negotiating maybe to, to settle uh, David's contract. He's, he's been a top player for this football club. Um, there's no... Um, bad feeling between himself, myself, the players and the club. Um, but it just has took a little bit longer than perhaps we envisaged to, to conclude a deal. But, um, you know, he's still connected with the football club. And, and if we ever needed David, we could call upon him. But I think everyone needs to know that there's no ill feeling between myself, Martin, the board and, and David. It's, it's just a case of getting things sorted out with the, the legal side of things. Finally for me, Justin, it was a boozing afternoon. Any injuries ahead of Tuesday? No, not that we've seen. You know, one, two knocks. Miles got a cut eye. Uh, a few bruises, but, you know, nothing that you didn't expect today coming here because, for me, this is the best win so far this season. Congratulations. Thank you, Justin. So that was Dave Victor talking to Justin Edinburgh. So thank you to Dave for letting us choose that interview. And I thought Justin, as always, speaks really well after match. He's always honest, always gives a good opinion, speaks really well, so... Very honest. Great to hear that. So that meant in the league table, we stay fifth, but goal difference separates five teams. So we could be as high as second with a slightly better goal difference. So we've played eight, won four, drawn four. The unbeaten run is still yeah, there. So I said to you via uh, message after the game, it's like, I can't believe we... I know it's not fifth because we've joined second. Yeah. But you feel like the run deserves to be you know at least second stroke top. But a good result on Tuesday could uh, put us right up there. Absolutely, it could be top on Tuesday by yeah. two points if results go our way. So currently on 16 uh, points. So Paul isn't here, but he did send his views in. So Paul had to say we had our backs against the wall for sustained periods of this game. And as the match went on, you could tell that this match would be settled by a single goal. Luckily, it came for us and our unbeaten run continues. They didn't seem like a team who have lost their last four games. Our defensive record is excellent as we keep a clean sheet and it seems the fringe players have their work cut out for them if they want to start a game. Competition for places is healthy 
and it's great to see the togetherness in the team. Eight unbeaten, fifth in the league and one point off top spot. On to Solihull now and I don't think we should fear anyone. I always like Paul's roundups. I agree with that. That's what I said before, isn't it? I think we just, I don't think we need to worry about anyone else. I know it's, uh, can't get too carried away but I just think we do our thing. Yeah. With the players we've got, I think we'll, I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do well in this this division. Yeah, spot on. My views, a very good uh, side, and another good win with plenty of positives to take out of the game. First of all, we keep the clean sheet, and if you keep a clean sheet, you always have a chance of winning the game. Defence of Judd, Corson, Ekpeten, and Wilson look really, really strong. I think since they've come together. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see. To, I think sometimes you know the Dover game was great, and it was an easy win in the end. But I think these gritty determination. Yeah. These kind of games are just as every bit of satisfying when you know your keepers had a good game and your back fours had a good game and keeping clean sheets and everything. And uh, no, I think you can see why he thinks this is our best victory. Yeah. I think George Alakobe is going to have problems getting back into this team. I think if the oh, defence keeps up the form like this, I think the midfield of McEnough, Clayley, and Dayton at the moment is going strong. It's got the attacking flair and it's got the discipline when needed. And up top, you've got Barn and Caroma who can always nick you a goal. I think, I think we've covered it, but delighted to see James Dayton get his first goal of the season. What Definitely. a finish. And well done to Dean Brill. Yeah, onwards and upwards for, for those game. boys now. Yeah, unbeaten run continues and another win will give us more confidence going into a very tough week. But like all of us O's fans, we're sure Justin and the ball will be very happy with what they have seen so far. And a massive kudos to all the 541 travelling fans who saw the team get an outstanding victory. Is it always this easy, these, these podcasts? Yeah, it's like yeah. This <laughs> it's like... You know, it's like so positive, but um, you know that's what happens. Eight unbeaten. Yeah. What can you say? Yeah, long may uh, long yeah. may. Continue. They say they're all as easy as this. Yeah. So your views in. So you mentioned positivity. So we have got a huge amount of feedback um, after the game, as we always do into our social media accounts, and we try to read as many tweets as possible. And just because we read them doesn't mean we agree with them. So at Alan Br four zero two nine two nine zero two said when all is said and done at the end of the season this could be a very vital three points we took a bit of a battering but we held firm and pinched that late winner tremendous stuff from the lads O's and at Len M4 absolutely delighted with that result against a top team we showed that we are more than a match team's character and attitude looks to be as good as it's been for years it's looking good so far yeah it seems to be a very good spirit um, among, amongst those boys you can really see it on the pitch as well I think that's really going back to that what we said last time wasn't it the, uh, the rumble after yeah. the was it the Ebbsfleet game and uh, no, with uh, Justin in the middle of yeah. it I think it just does highlight the fact that there's a you know, real togetherness with the squad this year. Yeah, and last seen at the club under Russell Sladen. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's important. Playoffs. Everyone's on the same. You know, everyone's on the same page. Um, yeah, I think it says a lot. And it's, it's obviously come from the management as well, getting that real tight knit yeah. group of players, underdog mentality, and uh, no, I think it's uh, it's definitely looking good for the future. That definitely at Paul underscore LT two P says edge of the seat stuff again. We must take our chances. But having said that, a great three points, and I hope Bond is okay obviously alluding to the fact that Josh Corson landed on McCordy Bond's yeah. hand it's the old Steve Morrow that one <laughs> and uh, at El Coado before the game I'd have taken a draw but at James Dayton had other ideas take up our son my daughter though thinks it's because she's wearing the new pink kit for her birthday she can wear it every day if it means you win Hash, uh, was that an asterisk wasp while she sleeps through while she sleeps though obviously at El Hangles is so proud of the team Dayton is just magic isn't he I hope Chester will turn it around though to be honest eight unbeaten let's keep this on express rocking and rolling and make loads of noise at Brisbane Road come Tuesday I think it's a good point about making Brisbane Road again a fortress I think Definitely. the team are doing their part on the pitch I think us as fans need to 
We've also got that thing that we've also got that thing that everyone comes to our our ground and it's you know one of, probably one of the biggest if not the biggest in yeah. the league and uh, everyone wants to come and play there. It's the old Wembley thing, isn't it? So teams do raise their game, but I think we're a little bit more wise to it this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at Sharky War absolutely brilliant result sad I missed it why do people have kids parties on tell me about it O's Day <laughs> on the upside thanks Dulcet Day for the commentary Sod's Law we score as happy birthday sung and I over celebrate up the O's bring on Tuesday Sharky War good man don't worry about over celebrating you can never over celebrate yeah. an Orient goal David Danu this is not an easy place to go to especially from a team that's been relegated from the Football League but we are going in the right direction onwards and upwards come on you O's Orient ball bag, this is promotion form, grind out results away from home and win your home games. I think we now have the squad in place for a promotion push. Plenty of competition for places to keep the momentum going. And just one little thing to all those out there that said Brill was finished and we needed a new keeper. I made that three games on the trot that he has pulled off saves that's kept us in the game. Yeah, good point there. So there. Brill. Yeah. yeah, good to see a lot of love coming in for Dean Brill at Jack Coates 14. It's his best result of the season today. Didn't expect us to win, but we have. We've extended our unbeaten run and a massive well done to the boys. Confidence will be high in players and fans alike. At Orient Fan TV, love a smashing grab. I remember seeing this come in. Come in, I think it wasn't quite a smashing grab. I don't think, but I suppose uh, it's, it was a good. It was a good, great yeah. win. Eight, eight undefeated, only fifth in the table. Sorry, must try harder. Only kidding. Performances like today go to show their mentality within the squad. Say when we do not play well, we can still get a result. Long may it continue. At Joe underscore Pavitt. So Joe was the guy who said he will clean the ground if uh, season tickets reach four thousand. So Joe, that's getting closer. He says Chester will be up there come the end of the season, and that was a true test of our character. To play how well we did prove that we're one of the top dogs in this league and this is our yard. Like it. Our yard. At Peter L. Davey, another really professional performance from the O's. Great to see we grind out results. Shows the power of a proper pre-season can do. Yeah, I think we spoke about that in the last podcast, Kent, saying the benefits of going to Portugal. You, yeah. you see when we get second half, we're fit and we're ready and some teams are fading off. At Boatsy, this is a tough game today, but a game we would have lost last year. Yeah, I agree with that, Ben. Great to see we can get goals from all over the pitch. Great goal from Dayton. Bring on Tuesday. At Tom P, 1984, always start slow and wait for teams to try and break us down, which they can't. We wore out second half, worn out second half, we then step up and take the game to them, especially in away games. Another clean sheet too, proving we're tough to break down. I agree with that. I think we're a good counter-attacking team, what with Coroma um, and Bon up front. I think that, you know we're quite happy for teams to come yeah. at us <clears throat> and we've got that pace going forward. Yeah, I think the away plan generally is get to the hour market nil-nil. Yeah. Let them fade a bit and then come on strong. It's what we couldn't quite do goal. last year, is it? Because we just kept on conceding that first goal. But yeah. I think if we stay nil nil, I'd always fancy us to go and get a goal. Absolutely. Big TB47 says a great result today. All down to teamwork. Amazing what can be achieved when you have a board, a management team, players and fans all pulling in the same direction. Forwards and upwards. A great tweet there. Thank you very much. At Kid Sampson, oh, it's a great sign we can play pretty awfully and still come away with a clean sheet and three points. We're going to have to gut our way out of this division and results like this gives me a lot of confidence. I wouldn't say we played awfully, but you know, each to their own difficult performance. Yeah. TCW0102, so it's a great win and fabulous support. I agree with the positive comments regarding Brill, the saves and the way he handled crosses by punching against a very solid Chesterfield front line. But one small gripe, we have a very good defenders but we play a system that allowed Chesterfield to pass through us to four to five times. But a good performance and a great win. At Pandemonium 1881, winning ugly, winning by one goal on the road, winning with a clean sheet, winning when not playing well, tells us far more than the actual three points, Sally, what we said a minute ago. Yeah, good point there, Matt. At Jagsey 1979, it's fifth, but joint second sounds so much better. Great to the unbeaten one continue. And three points away from home against one of the favourites. Let's hope it continues on Tuesday. Justin said it'll be ten games before anyone gets real form. And we are well in the mix. Come on, Orient. 
at Harlow Orient. Another great away day. The team spirit and belief is superb. And what a strike from James Dayton. Amish Oaks is a great result. It looked like it looked to be there if it was going to be nil nil, and only because of a great save by Dean Brill in the first half and saved by the post in the second. A point would have been fine against a Dorchesterfield side, and then James Dayton strike, brilliant. And at Dave, eighteen twelve. Dave M, 18-12. Sounds like we weren't our best, but it looks like we finally learned how to win ugly. A home win after an away draw is good, but how much better is a home win after an away win? And then what about a home win followed by that? That'd be even better. Roll on Tuesday. Yeah, I think we spoke about this after the Dover game. Like They're dirty wins. You know? Yeah, that's what not, you want. Not the quality of football that you want, but it doesn't matter as long as you're winning 1-0. And the final word this week goes to Kevin Cowlin, which is a fantastic result against a decent side. It must have been hurting after four successive defeats. I've had a feeling since the ball was kicked in August, this could be our year. I feel that even more strongly now. Credit to the owners, staff, coaches and players. And let's go top on Tuesday. So thank you for all your tweets. Uh, they were all tweets that came to our Orient Outlook. Uh, you can also email us at orientoutlook.com. So let us know if you agree or disagree with any of the tweets that have been read out. So prediction league update. Well done at YT nineteen ninety seven LFC at James FR Young at Big TB forty seven at iHeart Rochmar at Unexpected Item O who all predicted one 0 to the O's. So get the three points in our prediction league. Yep. So that meant that the top of the prediction league table is as follows. So at Tony underscore Antonio still leads the top on eleven points, but it's closely followed on ten points by Eastside Orient and at Stephen Orient and on nine points we have Orient Buccaneer and at Pills the Doman. So thanks for all of your predictions. This week, there's some insane predictions uh, coming in, and people were getting them right. So I think Tony's got three out of eight correct well so far. So Mystic Meg. Mystic Meg. Phenomenal work. And so moving on in to today's Sunday, the 2nd of September. James Dayton is named in the National League Papers Team of the Day, and Justin Edinburgh is also named as Top Boss. So well done to James and Justin. Yeah. I see Justin get a few awards, because it's easy for the players to get it, but yeah. I've not seen Justin get that award so far. So well done to both of those on yeah, can't argue with that. Yeah. Can't argue with that. And the Orient ladies are back in action in the, the determining round of the National League Cup and beat Swindon Town ladies 5-1 with two goals from Lisa Fulgence, one each for Hayley B, Daniel Griffiths and of course uh, Sophie Lamarchand. Yep, so well done Orient ladies, 5-1, getting back in the saddle after last week's defeat. Yeah. So let's wrap this up then. So f- fantasy football update. So Tim Roberts leads the Orient Outlook Fantasy Football League on 291 points. Amazingly, in Fantasy Football League, me and Paul have the same number of points. We both have 201 points. So Paul's a 92nd, and I'm slightly below him on goal difference, I guess, and 94th respectively. So we can't be torn apart on Fantasy Football, but in Dream Team, we can be, as I'm still top of the Orient Outlook Dream Team League, but only just... Got to be a fix, that one, though. <laughs> just a very lucky yeah. uh, lucky dip that I had done my team on, and they made a few tweaks. So I'm tired on 220 points with Julian Lillington. So well done, Julian, on winning uh, the Orient competition earlier in the week uh, for your photo that you sent in to Kent. So Julian's in second place. I know he doesn't listen to this podcast anyway, but well done, Julian. And Paul is in 53rd place on 153 points. So let's move on in to positives and negatives of the week. Ed, do you want to do positives? Yeah, so back-to-back wins, of course. Yeah, always um, good to see back-to-back wins. Yeah, we like think, that here on the podcast. I think the winning ugly, I think, is a big, big theme of the week, and I think a lot of people are happy with that. Yeah. As good as the three nils are, um, but as you said, dirty one nil, horrible victories. Nil, you know, yeah. we can do that and win your home games. We're going to be right up there at the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely, like it. Second one, goals coming from midfield, not just relying on Bond. So if Bond does have an off day, obviously got Corona who can complement him. Good to see Dayton scoring yesterday. Yeah, we good to see McEnough. Obviously, McEnough scored against Dover um, last Monday. 
So yeah. goals starting to come now from all different positions. So yeah. Bonnie's having a dry spell. Other players can step up now, which is really good to see. Well, obviously our league position is a massive. Uh, although I still believe we should be like better Second, than we are. Yeah. Joint fifth, shocking <laughs> for the run we've been on. But uh, I think we'll put that right on Tuesday. So no, fantastic league position, eight games in unbeaten. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, it's all looking good. Yeah, really good. And obviously another clean sheet, which will give the defence more confidence. Knowing only one negative to talk about the Dave Mooney situation. Obviously, Justin mentioned it at the back end of his interview there, but I think the pro- probably the sooner they get sewn up, better yeah. for all concerned. So, hero of the week. So, normally we put this to the public vote, but as we weren't at the game, and as he scored a belter of a goal, and as he looks like our mate Chris Kane, we're just going to award this week's hero of the week to James Dayton. So, well done, James. Well done for coming back. Well done for just being the immense player that you are and for getting that goal yesterday. So, massive well done. Well so done, James. Next week's fixtures, do you want to take the first yeah. one? Yeah, so it's another busy week on a pitch this week as there are two fixtures to be played, big games. First up on Tuesday, I'll be there. You'll be there, Steve? I will be there, Fourth providing percent. my daughter doesn't injure her mouth like she did last oh, time on no. the last Tuesday night game. Well, we'll... we'll Fingers up, crossed. Yeah, you'll be there. <laughs> first up on Tuesday, so Solihull Moors visit the Braggroup Stadium for an evening kickoff. Solihull doing well as well, not, not far well. behind us. Yeah. Much improved after last season, sixth in the National League with the same amount of points as us, but a slightly worse goal difference after a 2-0 away win against 2-1 away win against Barrow on Saturday with all the goals in this match in the last 10 minutes. That's quite interesting, all those goals in the last 10 minutes, yeah. so maybe they, they've got a slightly good fitness as well to yeah. do what they do, so want to be aware of Should there. be a good game. Last season's fixture was our first home match of the season, we won 3-1, same again, we'll do very nicely. Yeah, absolutely. On Saturday, 8th of September, uh, we make the long journey away to Halifax, who have a good start to the season as well, and obviously have XO. Nathan Clark in their squad. I did like Nathan Clark. Thought yeah. was fantastic for Orient when he was with us. Halifax also up there, fourth in the National League. They again have the same amount of points as us with a slightly better goal difference. They drew one all yesterday away to Sutton. So that was a decent result for them. Last season, uh, this fixture ended 1-0 uh, to the O's on a cold Tuesday night as James Brophy's shoulder was a decisive factor yeah. as we won the game. So again, the same outcome would do very very nicely so if you go into these fixtures have a safe journey and sing and stand up for the Orient we'll say again don't forget to pre-order the Challenge Culture by Nigel Travis today at amazon.co.uk which is out on Tuesday 18th of September we are sure it will be a very good read and there will be more insight from our chairman that everyone can pick up on definitely Yeah. that's it thanks for joining us for episode 150 it's been, on, uh, it's, one summary. it's been another <laughs> very positive week down the O's. Very, very positive. As we picked up another win in a difficult fixture away to Chesterfield. Keeper unbeaten starts the season going. And we also added to the squad in, this, in the week with a loan sign of highly rated Palace youngster Levi Lemecca. With two difficult fixtures coming up in the next seven days, this will be a test. But if we will, we will have the confidence the O's can do it. And if we win both games, we're very strong position in the National League. So we're looking to be back with episode 151, hopefully next week with all the information and views you could ever need. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe and give the podcast a review. Uh, if you're listening on SoundCloud, tune in Stitcher, add us to your favourites, and that way you have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. And if you have an older relative or a loved one who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone and download it for them. And you were saying, obviously, you sit in the West End, and there were people asking you the other day. Yeah, I couldn't believe podcast it. Is. I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, what? How do people not know about about this? So, uh, you know, we need to get the, get the word out because... Uh, you, know, you boys put in a lot of work in this Absolutely. and uh, a lot of fantastic work and uh, yeah let's keep it growing Absolutely and there's no final way to put the word out than buying an Orient Outlook podcast mug I can't believe I'm sitting there next to an actual <laughs> mug my dad is going to be so jealous he's wanted one of these for so long So we will sort you out I'm and taking that out after, after. 
after the podcast, £7 for one, £12 for two. We can post them out for £3 postage uh, or we, we can hand them over to you at games. So, Mr. Conway, thank you very much. Your second appearance of the season. Thanks Smash for it again. Smash it again. So, let us know how Adam Dunn or Orient Outlook at Outlook.com or Orient Outlook on Twitter. So, as always, thank you for listening over the last 150 episodes. Here's the next 150. So, have a great week. Keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Yeah.